would like all the children to come forward, please. Come on. All different ages, please come forward. Who remembers what this box is? Do you know what's in the box? Come on down. Come on down. We're going to need some helpers here. You're going to have to whisper what's in the box. Remember, we practiced when we put it away. Now I'm going to need everybody's help to come lift it up. And when we do, we're going to shout in our loudest voice that word we haven't said all season. Remember? We're going to hold it up. Nope. Wrong way. Okay. Together. Alleluia! Christ is risen! One more time. Alleluia! Christ is risen! All right. Thank you so much. Now we're going to close the box, and you're going to follow me and Margaret and Morgan, and we're going to go around this way, and we're going to process in holding this flag up, and you're going to follow it so everybody can see it. Okay? All right, let's go. And maybe, Dwight, you could move that chest back a little bit. So we're going to go this way, all right? And I'm going to lead the way so you'll know where we're going. And we've got some helpers to hold the flag with Morgan and Margaret. So let's go this way, all right? Come on, kids. We're going to go this direction.
mighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Almighty God, who through, through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life, grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of the Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving Spirit, 
through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the reading. A reading from the book of Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of well-aged wines strained clear. And he will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Then the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, and the disgrace of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him so that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. The word of the Lord. Thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. The right hand of the Lord has triumphed. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord has triumphed. has punished me sorely, but he did not hand me over to death. This is the gate of the Lord, he whose righteousness may enter. The same stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. from the book of Acts. Peter began to speak to Cornelius and the other Gentiles. I truly understand that God knows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. 
You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. The word of the Lord.
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. And Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrapping but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in a white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ.
I speak to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. This morning, Christians from all over the world are gathered together to shout these joyous words of exclamation. Uplifted by glorious, sacred spaces like this at St. John's, singing our favorite hymns and reciting prayers from our ancient Easter liturgies, we find great comfort in the familiarity of it all and the assurance that Jesus does live. This is as it should be. However, things could not have been more different on the first day of the resurrection. There is no brass fanfare. There are no shouts of joy. There are no fragrant lilies or pastel-colored eggs nestled in Easter baskets. There is only stillness, darkness, and great fear. Mary Magdalene is visibly shaken from the trauma of witnessing Friday's gruesome execution. The disciples are hiding in fear that they will end up on the cross, nailed to the cross just like Jesus. They are also harboring the awful shame of having abandoned their dear teacher and friend at the hour of his death. In fact, everyone is wounded and suffering as things seem pretty hopeless. In the early morning mist, Mary makes her way to the tomb where she witnessed Jesus' body being laid just two days before. Not a soul is around. It is eerily quiet just before the dawn breaks. In this half light, Mary strains to see the outline of the tomb through the shadows. Something is not right. She feels a knot in the pit of her stomach as she gingerly steps a bit closer and realizes the heavy stone that had sealed the tomb has been moved, revealing a gaping, empty, dark void. Confused and terrified, Mary runs to tell the disciples that the tomb is empty. Two race back to the tomb to find only the blood-stained claws that were lovingly and gently wrapped around Jesus' limp and broken body after he was taken down from the cross. Bewildered by this shocking discovery, the two men hurriedly retreat home. Not so for Mary. Mary remains. What follows next is an intimate, deeply personal, and wonderful, assuring telling of that first Easter. This garden scene from John's Gospel is beautifully grounded in our earthly humanness and our deep, deep need to be known and loved by God. Mary sees two mysterious, angelic figures who tell her Jesus is not there. Then out of nowhere, a stranger approaches Mary, looking straight into Jesus' eyes. She hasn't the faintest idea who this man is. Then he says, 
Mary. At that very moment, Mary recognizes Jesus for the first time. Rabboni, she cries. Her heart is broken open and touched to its deepest depths at the sound of Jesus calling her by name, Mary. By sheer impulse, Mary reaches out to touch Jesus, but he tells her it's too soon. Instead, she must go and share what she has seen, that Jesus is alive. So Mary hurries off and tells the other disciples, I have seen the Lord. And with this one sentence, the entire world is changed forever. We will know, never know exactly what happened in the tomb that first Easter. But we know a holy mystery known only to God took place in the darkness. We also know that Mary wept real tears of grief over the unthinkable loss of her dearly beloved friend and teacher. We know that Mary was terrified and confused by the sight of the empty tomb. We also know that when Jesus called Mary by her name, something miraculous happened. Jesus said the one word that was meant only for Mary, as a person, as a friend, and for no one else. When Jesus said her name, everything in her world shifted. Her terror, despair, and anxiety evaporated like the morning mist. She was overwhelmed with the sheer joy and elation. Mary had seen the risen Christ. He is the promise and the hope of a new life where we no longer need to be afraid of living or dying because Mary herself has witnessed that love, not death, has the final say. Theologian Serene Jones reminds us that, like Mary, we are long to be known by God, to be held in God's gaze, to be seen by God as the objects of God's love, desire, and care. We yearn for God to truly know us for the unique person we are, to know our wildest dreams, as well as our darkest fears and deepest disappointments. But also we yearn to have God to know that we have hope to live a life we, we are loved and cherished, and we know that our lives have value and count for something. We need God to know what makes our hearts sing and what brings us to our knees. We need to know that you and I matter to God. When Jesus calls Mary by name, Jesus is calling each of us by name. Jesus is calling us to follow him and to live the life we were created for. The resurrected life where the evils of this world are vanquished forever by the incredible power of God's love.
Jesus knows this is not an easy path. He has walked it. He knows that we struggle in all sorts of ways. He knows we are wounded and broken, much like Mary and the disciples were in the darkest hour before the dawn of Jesus' resurrection. No matter how dark the world may seem to you right now, maybe you don't feel like singing alleluias. But know that no matter how overwhelming your struggles and doubts are, and we all have them, every single one of us. Or maybe you're aching to see a loved one that has died. No matter what you're struggling with, you can be assured that just as the dawn breaks through the darkest of nights, the risen Christ calls you by name to share in the hope of the resurrection. Several years ago, a friend of mine shared that when her elderly mother died, she was in great sorrow because she knew that never again would her mother call her by her special name. I remember that comment when my own mother died just two years ago. I realized with a deep, heavy sadness that I will never be called by the nickname, a term of endearment that only my mother used. However, in the hope of the resurrection, I know I will be called by that name again. Not on this side of the grave, but most assuredly on the other. Because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. affirm our faith by reciting the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God of God, life of light, true God from true God, begotten not one being with the Father, through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit. He became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man for our salvation. 
Let us say our prayers. We come with anticipation on this first day of the week to become witnesses sharing in the resurrection life of Jesus as we pray, Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed, Alleluia. Eternal One, you have filled your church with new life and empowered us through the conquering love of Jesus. Raise us with your spirit that we may live in the power of Christ's resurrection to bring life and light to all the world. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The right hand of the Most High has triumphed over evil and death, bringing new hope to all the world. Speak your living truth unto everyone who leads and holds authority among the nations, that they may be agents of life and justice. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Apostle Peter has taught us that you show no partiality, O God, but you accept and love all. Let your peace extend to every person that the power of evil and injustice may be banished, and all people may live as beloved children of the divine. Alleluia! Christ is risen. Christ, the wounded healer, has overcome all that can threaten us. Let his resurrection power bring healing and hope to those for whom we pray, especially those on our parish prayer list and those we remember now. Give thanks to God who is good, whose mercy endures forever. We offer our grateful gladness this Easter day, especially for our many blessings. Christ has died and is risen, bringing life and immortality to light. We remember those who have died, especially those in whose memory the Easter flowers have been given. May they live in him and share in the joy of Easter. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Gracious and eternal loving God, you have anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, raised him from death on the cross into resurrection life. Feed us with his life as we eat and drink with him in this Easter Eucharist, that we may be his witnesses, sharing in the Spirit's work of reconciliation and peace. Through the risen one, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be always with you.
John's on this glorious Easter morning. We are so happy that you decided to join us on this most holy of days. And we hope that you will, if you see someone you don't know or haven't seen in a while, please smile, introduce yourself. You're invited to have coffee afterwards. And for the little ones, we are going to have an Easter egg hunt outside. So I'm not sure where you're supposed to gather. Probably right over here, I believe. This is the way to the uh, parish hall, and I think there's some things there you need to get first. So after the service, you can the kids can go out this direction, and you'll be ready to start your Easter egg hunt. We are delighted that you are here. We also uh, are so pleased to let you look at this bulletin in the back, take it home with you. The services are listed there that we have every Sunday and during the week. They're also the names of those that we pray for every day. So I encourage you to take that home and keep it in view. We are going to have our monthly Celtic service this afternoon at 430. It's a very different type of service that's contemplative, a lot of prayer, a lot of silence, and lots of candles. So that's something you can learn about on our website or on Facebook. We have a healing minister present at our font on this side. So if you would like a prayer or blessing for yourself or for someone else, please feel to come during the communion to the font uh, with the healing minister. We know that life is a struggle and that sometimes it can be exceptionally challenging. All are welcome to the table to take the body and blood of Christ, the bread and the wine that we need to uphold us to sustain us for all the challenges of this day and always. So you are all welcome, wherever you are in your spiritual journey. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
hearts. We have come to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. But chiefly are we bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. For he is the true Paschal Lamb who has sacrificed for us and has taken away the sin of the world. By his death, he has destroyed death. And by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of air into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. And the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood, the new covenant, which is shed for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming And we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. 
We pray your gracious God to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ in his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection unto your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where with St. John and all your saints we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, you thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, in pure assuring us of these holy mysteries. God of peace, who brought from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. In the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be amongst you and remain with you always. 